listening to the Living BDSM Podcast, episode 380. Kayla Lord's here with the one, the only, the guy who is consistently surprised and shocked by my snark and sass as if he's just met me, John Brownstone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not new here. <laughs> you know how I am. Some days it's just more... Intense. noticeable than others yeah yes, yeah yes. it's like i bottle it up and then it's like a, a coke bottle that you shake and yeah just... put mentos in there and oh yeah oh lord mentos yeah. would be if you egg me on <laughs> or piss me off one of the two wow. uh <laughs> that's that's what the putting the mentos in the, the coke <laughs> if you don't know that just go google that you look it up on youtube whatever uh if you do know then you know if yeah. you know you know um <laughs> anyway that's not at all what we're here no to talk about this week <laughs> This week, uh, we're talking about specific parts of what we would consider under the umbrella of consensual non-consent, and that is free use and blanket consent. Uh, Two terms that are kind of new to us, even though the concepts Mm -hmm. I don't think completely are. Welcome to the Loving BDSM Podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Monday and Friday for your kinky pleasure and education, and show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. You can also follow the show on FetLife at Loving BDSM PC. That stands for podcast, y'all. On Instagram and threads at that handle, I will forever fucking hate Loving DS and the number one. So that's at Loving DS one or on YouTube at youtube.com slash Loving BDSM, where you can watch us live stream the podcast every Wednesday. All links are in the show notes. I was going to keep going with that, but then you were hitting a magic button. And I was like, okay, I'm, I need to stop now. <laughs> okay, podcast listeners, did I make an innuendo for the clit? Yes, I did. <laughs> and you didn't get to hear the first part, but that's what we're talking about. Okay, so before we get into today's topic, I have an announcement for the, did I do this late? Yes, whatever. It's done now. For the rest of the month of January, all of our digital products on our Etsy shop, that's our 30 Days of DS workbooks, our long distance relationship workbook, our planner sheets, our habit trackers, all that good stuff, they are all 25% off this month. Why? Because a lot of people We'll start a new year and go, okay, it's time to work on some goals, work on some new habits. I'm going to, you know, get some things right in my power exchange. And uh, some of our products might actually be able to help you. Our 30 Days of DS workbooks, there's the first one, and then there's volume two, are prompts that can either be journal prompts if you're doing it solo or conversation starters if you're in a relationship to kind of work through and think through what DS means to you and how you want to navigate it. The first one is for basics. Like if you're brand new and you're still trying to figure shit out, start with just 30 days of DS. If you're already in a relationship and you're starting to bump up against like the real life shit that's never part of the fantasy that you had in your head, then you want volume two. And then if you're in a long distance relationship, check out our LDR book. Uh, And then our planner sheets, there's um, planner, there can be used, you can print them. It's a PDF or you can put it in a digital planner if you do that kind of thing. Um, There's, Sheets for submissives to write down their tasks. There's sheets for submissives. And technically, doms can too to track habits that you're trying to change. Mm-hmm. Uh, we created a dominant accountability tracker, meaning submissive is trying to do things, but the dominant wants to try and track is it being done on their end. We have those there, and they're all <laughs> 25% off. So feel free to check that out on our Etsy shop. Link in the places. And there's no coupon required, it's just an automatic. You just, you just get it. That's what you do. So, okay. 
Um, this topic. So, in 2023, <laughs> as an offhand comment, I mentioned, and I don't even remember what episode, that maybe we should do an episode on the concept of free use because that expression was being used mm -hmm. a lot more frequently. Um, but I was like, yeah, we've kind of talked about it already because we've talked about the a, another way of saying free use for many people is sexual availability, which is a part of our power exchange. And we had talked about that. I even thought that we had talked about uh, consensual non-consent and then cannot find an episode where we talked ah, about that. Okay. So maybe we'll do a broader overview at some point. Maybe we did, and I just didn't type in the right words to find it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so, um, Is that like the lost episode or something? You know, Maybe so. Because I have a clear memory of having conversations where we, you know, we're like, well, consensual non-consent can be this or might be that. Blah. And I thought this episode would be um, addition to that. And then when I went back to like to the archive, couldn't find what I thought was there so that <laughs> this might be the first official conversation we've had on consensual non-consent i don't actually know um and i say that because some people consider consensual non-consent completely separate from free use and blanket consent which are the topics are going the words are going to focus on today to me when i think of how all of these things work i think consensual non-consent is a is a blanket label that can mean mm -hmm. many different things and some of these things fall within that umbrella so there are some of the very specific role play scenes that people enact that are cnc and then there are some things that people do that we'll get into with these definitions of free use and blanket consent that i personally that's us definitely under the umbrella and we'll go from there and okay. figure out if anybody else agrees now, because I'd heard the term for use and I was like, yeah, but just because I I know a topic or think I know a phrase doesn't mean I actually know the phrase. So I, st I started digging around and I remembered that Evie Lupine had a video where she had talked about some of these terms. <clears throat> so I used her for research to try and get my, my head wrapped around the definitions, okay? Her video is linked in the places. Please go watch it because she absolutely adds her insight and her view. She talks about consensual non-consent, not just these terms definitely worth a watch i uh, was watching it yesterday i was like yeah everybody needs to watch us um but we look at things through a very specific lens of power exchange and that doesn't change the nature of these terms but it can change the way we talk about them and view them and so you know thank you evie for informing me but also this is a separate conversation um for anybody who's like oh well you're just talking about what evie talked about no we're having our own conversation Okay, so I was gonna talk only about free use at first, and then I came across the term blanket consent, and I went, oh, we definitely have to talk about this, because this one, this one gave me the feels. <laughs> and they were not necessarily positive feels. <laughs> so before we get into these terms, uh, let me give the disclaimer I try to always give when we're talking about terms and definitions and meanings and opinions about these things. Um, you can, for yourself, define these differently than they are defined here. This is my understanding of these terms based on Evie's video, based on other things I looked up. You can get to have your own kind of like more nuanced definition if you want. Also, you get to have your own opinion about whether these things are good or bad, should be practiced. Like that's all personal and subjective just because we state maybe a definition or an understanding of it, and we have a position maybe on 
what these things are and how they're used and whatever, whatever comes up does not mean that we say that you should have to agree with us. And so before you start typing the angry comment, just take a breath, okay? (laughs) It'll be okay. I'm not trying to tell anybody how to think. Okay. (sighs) So- That was a mouthful. Because I know, I know how it gets. (laughs) I know how it gets. Okay. So, uh, I might have been misleading in the title and started with free use, but I want to start with blanket consent. Okay. One, because that was a new to me term and also gave me feels, gave me so many feels. Okay. Okay. So, blanket consent, based on my understanding, thank you, Evie, is that consent is can be in any kind of BDSM relationship, but let's talk about power exchange. Consent is negotiated once at the very beginning of the relationship, and then it is assumed from then on out. It's like, I gave you consent to be my dom, here are my limits, here are my boundaries, however that conversation goes, mm-hmm. and that can be very nuanced. Done. You don't have to check in for my consent. You don't have to get my consent. It is what it is. It is what it is. Now, here's the thing that made me go, oh, okay. In a way, you and I have that. The only time you're checking in is if you're uncertain, if there's something going on, or if it's brand Mm -hmm. new. The way, my understanding of how it was kind of explained was there's no checking in. It's just, these are the things you said that you Mm -hmm. would do, could do, whatever, and then I just go from there. Um, Apparently, in these situations, yes, there can be safe words, not universally so, but they tend to only be used in true emergencies, like I am physically injured while this right. thing is happening, right? I'm having a mental breakdown right now, that kind of thing. This, yeah. Um, and it's apparently, for some people, not uncommon for submissives to have fewer limits, not no limits. Nobody has no mm-hmm. limits, y'all, come on. But fewer, fewer. limits, right. The one thing um, that was said, and I agree with wholeheartedly, that blanket consent uh, is an advanced level power exchange. Yeah, no, like, that, that doesn't it, sound like it. You don't start there. Right. That, I was going to say that doesn't sound like something, you know, somebody with uh, little to no experience just comes trotting up and says, okay. Right. Yeah. No, 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 no. Because yeah. the thing is, is this kind of power exchange can... Um, absolutely attract, and, and in kink in general, it attracts predators. Mm-hmm. Somebody's like, oh, I, I'm your dom. You gave me permission to be your dom. That means I get to do what I want to do. <laughs> and the thing is, is if you are in the type of relationship where you've been together long enough, you know each other well enough, you've done the work to be open mm-hmm. and vulnerable and build that intimacy, you can probably have that. Yeah, I mean, us after the amount of time we've been together, right? Um, you know, there was a time I would think, oh my gosh, how could anybody play without a safe word? Right. But we have been together enough and done enough things together that I have gotten to a point where I can read your body language now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I can read your. And also, you know that if it gets bad enough, I'm I'm gonna yell shred sure. anyway. It yeah. doesn't matter if I feel like something has gone <coughs> off the rails. You know I'm gonna say it. Right. We, we don't have to do a reminder before we start mm-hmm. anything. Hey, do you know you're safe? We're, we're past that. Yeah. So, you know, long term established relationships where the trust has been earned and built and is con- you know everything's consistent. You know, I think some people and we I was thinking maybe we have some of this as well. 
without really even talking about it. Not completely, not mm -hmm. across our whole relationship, but some of this. But no, if Jojo Sausage Head rolls up to your DMs <laughs> and starts, they may not even use the term blanket consent. They may do the, I want to be your dom and you're going to do whatever I tell you. And, you know, your personal wants and desires don't matter. Well, that person is an asshole, you know, abuser and let's block and delete and move on. Um, <laughs> the... Um, the thing that, and it's something that Evie said, and I'm glad she said it, and I wanna reiterate it here, because it's a thing to remember. The idea of just never having to like, get your, your dom to check in and ask permission, they just do, understanding your limits, understanding yeah. boundaries, but they just do whatever, and they, they're not asking you what you think, right? Mm -hmm. For some people, that's gonna be better in fantasy than in real life, and that yeah. is, okay that's that's the nature of a lot of kinks they're way better in your head than they ever are being played out in real life but it's also okay to admit that to maybe try it and then go huh, no or to modify mm. it i saw in the live stream comments where i was talking about you can have blanket consent over like one specific thing right. in you know between people and i think that's perfectly valid of course as well so you might go oh this this kind of like I'm here for blanket consent. Then, mm -hmm. you know, no thoughts, just vibes for me as the little ass. Um, and then try it and go, oh no, that's like, I, for a second was like, yeah, that's, that's kind of hot. That's, that's kind of sexy. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, no, I have too many opinions. <laughs> I have too many questions. I don't think that's gonna work for me. So as we're going through our definitions and understandings here, there's another part that I want JB here for, cause he reads the outlines, but I like him to hear the thing I'm saying. You finally just went and got your jacket, didn't yeah. you? So the next, a layer from blanket consent, and I had never heard this, okay? Until Evie said it, and this is where I got all the feels. Okay. Irrevocable consent. So it's like, you might start with blanket consent mm -hmm. where You've already, you said what your things are in the beginning and now Dom has free reign to do whatever they need to do. Consent is, you know, basically assumed from that initial whatever. Irrevocable mm -hmm. consent is sort of a next level up. And the way it was explained, I stopped breathing for a second. Okay. Consent can never be withdrawn. It's irrevocable. It, you, once you gave once it- Once given? Now, not can let's just say, first of all, let me just say, I do no, not not gonna ever recommend that. <laughs> not a fan. Do I think that there's some tenth of a tenth of a tenth of a percentage of kinkster couples who could maybe make that work? Sure. I'm gonna say those people are the exception and not the fucking rule. Something about the idea of irrevocable consent makes my asshole tighten in the worst possible way. Like I'm clinching mm. real fucking hard because this idea that consent can never be withdrawn, that I could never be in a moment with you that was okay until mm. it was not and I couldn't make it stop. Like the idea is that if, if consent needs to be withdrawn, basically you've ended the relationship. And, and you know what? I find it slightly shocking and yet not, because if you think about it, there are people who treat collars the same way. That is true. Okay. That you know, a, a collar has as much, if not more, meaning than, than a wedding band. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. right? And and once that collar is is put on, you know, it's it's on. Right, you take and, it off, you're and, and, and severing we, something in the relationship. Exactly. And here's the thing. As a symbol for what that relationship means to you, I'm on board with that. It's not that mm-hmm. for us, but I'm on board for, yeah. with that. But that is the symbol of your relationship. Consent and the ability to keep yourself mentally, emotionally, physically safe. Mm-hmm. Fuck you and the horse you rode in on. There, In my mind, there always has to be room for consent to be withdrawn. Even if it's you walked into something with eyes wide open and went, this may be wild and this may be hairy scary, but I mm-hmm. want it. I'm down for it. I love it. I'm scared to death and I love it. But oh, right now, uh, I'm I'm about to be injured. Right now, a trigger I didn't know existed is fucking with my head and I'm gonna be in therapy for 10 years because I had to go through with it. Somebody that I thought I could trust, I now can't trust. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, see yeah. there's, I think for most people who can get to that level of maybe even contemplating something like irrevocable consent, especially if they start from like the blanket consent thing, they've probably built the relationship where there is total trust, where there's mm-hmm. total faith in one another. Yeah. But I can never forget that you are human and can fuck up. Yeah. And I love for people who believe that they're dom hung the fucking moon. I think you hung the moon. But I'm very well aware that you put your damn pants on one leg at a time and might stumble and trip over yourself because we're human. Yeah. Like, yeah. you are my everything, but also you are not infallible. No. You know what I mean? So you can fuck up. I can think I've told you everything and have forgotten a thing, maybe hit a thing for myself that I didn't want to admit to you. And now I'm in a situation where I've let you do a thing that you should never have done because I didn't do something I should have done. Why? Mm-hmm. Because I'm fucking human. So this idea that consent can't be revoked. Yeah. And I I say mm-hmm. this and I'm, I do mean this. It probably doesn't come out this way. I'm not trying to yuck on anybody's yum or kink shame or say that you're not allowed. You are allowed to do whatever the fuck you want to do. But Mm -hmm. if anybody comes to ask me if I think that's a good idea, I must say no. I must say I advise against that. I must say, yeah, but there better be a break glass for emergency something fucking something. Mm -hmm. Because that is the reality of life. Yeah. Like things can be going along perfectly you can never have a mishap in the bedroom or out of the bedroom in your relationship everything can be smooth fucking sailing until it's not until it's not and if you think whoever you might be that you can predict that and work around that well then when did you become god uh did you get an official name tag for that do you clock in somewhere for that because <laughs> it's just not how life works mm-hmm. it's just not how life but you know, and and again, and something that that um, X brought up in the chat, you know, if if you're the person who says, you know, that irrevocable consent, you know, is is something to them, then maybe it's not the person you want to be with, and and that may be absolutely true if that's something that is not for you, but that made me think years ago when I first came into the community. Um, there were people who 
heartfelt believed that you should never have feelings oh god for, yeah for for your submissive yeah because having having feelings then jade's your um i need a word decision making your, your, your decision making in you know how to be a, a strong dom good, or good dom or a you know sadist the one true way yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. and and not even necessarily the one true way it, it's just that they believe you that can't feels, be a good right yeah that's a that is a type of one truism because what does that say to every dom who's in love with their submissive yeah. it's just another it's another way of getting to the yeah. same thing of this is the quote right way and that explains and some people may never come up against it these days but every once in a while i see it and i have seen it in the past where people will go you're are you allowed to be in a relationship outside of ds with your with with this partner are you allowed to get together outside of the scene and i think it comes from that sort of mm. older way of of thinking there probably i'm sure there are still pockets of communities around the world that yeah who still talk about that kind of thing right you know and i think it's okay not to be in love or not to mm. have deep feelings but i would like you to have enough feelings that you care about my humanity well that <laughs> that is that is that is absolutely true that is absolutely true. I mean, you know, not everybody wants a relationship in that aspect. Mm-hmm. You know, and some and there are people who do want a relationship, right. you know, combined with that. So, you know, again, it's a matter of what you want. Mm-hmm. And I think, it, you know, the kind of comes down to the same thing with this. So, yes, and I, and I agree. I agree. I'm, I'm trying to breathe. So... Yeah. <laughs> Irrevocable consent really grinds my fucking gears, if you couldn't tell. But let's back up. Because I've based, I've tried to define blanket consent. Consent is negotiated once and then assumed from there. Mm-hmm. Safe words are, it's not always, not everyone, but in general, it's limited use. Like, oh, yeah. like you and I can be having a conversation and you could suggest something and I might immediately know it's a hard no and I'll go red, right? <laughs> and I... and i'm sure that that's you know it's tongue-in-cheek of okay that's not what we actually meant um i know there are some people who will who will safe word in an argument who will safe word Mm -hmm. just when they get a not when they are at the end of their limit or they're like worried about you know harm being done but like they just they want this moment to stop and everybody has the right to do that y'all first of all but i my understanding from this part of blanket consent that, that I've recently learned about is that that would be non-existent to completely rare, to just have, be uncomfortable mm-hmm. and, and say for it out. Now, me personally, I cannot think of the last time that not hard limit, not fear, not pain, not everything's going horribly wrong, what the fuck is wrong, mm-hmm. not that, but like, I am uncomfortable with what we're doing right now and I'm I'm uncertain or uncomfortable. I cannot remember the last time I safe worded for that. If you safe word for that, that is okay. Let me reiterate that. So that's another place where I go, okay, maybe we do more blanket consent than I realize. Yeah. Then I get to the whole, um, it's, you know, under blanket consent, submissives tend to have fewer limits. And I'm like, okay, no, I don't count here. Because <laughs> I don't, I don't, 
I have plenty of limits and sometimes I think, wow, I have a lot of limits. <laughs> you are allowed to do these things, but only on Tuesday under the full moon <laughs> <laughs> when Saturn is in the sky or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I, I definitely know that there are plenty of kinksters who are like, nah, I don't want a partner that's so narrow in what they will allow mm -hmm. that, cause like we've talked about in the past, we don't play to the edge of my boundaries. Mm -mm. It's a, here are my boundaries, they're a fence. You try to play within the center of it because right. we're not actually trying to get me to safe word. We're trying mm -hmm. for everybody to have a good time together. Right. Not just you to have a good time, for me to have a good time. Doesn't mean you don't push me. Sometimes definitely pushes. We're like on the Western side of the gate ne next to the fence. We're real close to the fence, but we didn't touch it. And sometimes we're dead in the center and those are the ones I like. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that metaphor makes any sense. I can see it in my head. It's okay if you can't. Um, so that's why I sometimes think, well, maybe we do a little bit of blanket consent. We just haven't talked about it that way. Mm -hmm. We just haven't thought about it that way. But. What do you think about just the idea of blanket consent? We'll come back. We're not talking about irrevocable. That one just pisses um, me off. Just the idea of blanket consent. The idea of blanket consent, in a sense, doesn't bother me. Um, I don't really find anything upsetting about it. Well, no, but I, I mean, mean, what do you think about it for us? Like, do mm -hmm. you think that we follow under it? And or do you have any thoughts of like, oh, people should be concerned about this, they should watch out for that. That's where my mind goes. Yeah. I mean, do I think we fall under it? I, I think we do a to a certain bit. extent yeah. with some of the things that we do. Um, and you're right, it wasn't something we negotiated. I think it was just something that kind of developed as our, our DS. Right, because I think it, it goes back to the trust and the vulnerability. We've mm -hmm. had that. We know each other well enough. Very rarely, very rarely do we surprise each other within our power exchange in general. And when we do, it's almost never like a negative surprise, like what the fuck right. just happened here. Mm. We're both pretty solid and stable in what we already do, what we already want, how we already are with one another. So one that doesn't that means for us you don't have to constantly go are you good with this are you good with this mm -hmm. you know you might check in during scenes where there's sure. sensation going on and we're we're playing on the edge of the fence there mm -hmm. but in general you don't you don't have to ask me hey is this okay with you hey does this work for you because you know right. at this point yeah and I that makes me wonder if a, more long term couples get to some level of blanket mm -hmm. consent without ever realizing it. Because it's like, yeah, I know who you are. You've consented to this. Mm -hmm. I also, and I think to me, this is where things like blanket terms like blanket consent make me a little nervous when they're not, when the, the definition is a little shaky, wibbly wobbly. Mm -hmm. Because at no point in the discussion that I've heard about blanket consent, to be fair, been not been that many right mm -hmm. is it like yeah but i'm definitely gonna say for it like the thing that made my eyebrows go is that safe words are sometimes or if they're used it's really only in true emergencies yeah that's fine i know that there are people who play like that right mm -hmm. and that that's that's fine i'm yeah. not i don't i, I care what you do because i want everybody to be happy healthy and you know whatever but sure. also i don't care because it's your life do it but when i think about it like if somebody were to ask me about it i'm gonna be like but Shit can come up that you didn't expect. Sure. Even after all this time, shit can come up. I mean, it's it's rare yeah. when it happens. But if I need to let you know that, you know, hey, I, we'll get to free use in a minute, but like blanket consent would, would include free use. Free use mm -hmm. to me would be 
kind of together with it as another whatever be like okay well yeah uh you have my blanket consent to fuck me but i am spewing vomit and shit <laughs> it's coming out both ends or I, i'm i don't want to do this are you sure you want to do this like i'm gonna mm-hmm. have that conversation i think most people most doms who get to a level where they can do blanket consent are gonna go wow uh, my partner's leaking from both ends <laughs> I don't find that in any way interesting and don't like to break my toys. So therefore, yeah. they, I'm not going to put them in a position mm-hmm. to have to like revoke consent. And maybe that's it. Maybe that's the thing, that, the missing piece that for long term relationships, they get to blanket consent in some form. It's not that there's no safe word to use. It's that they are not going to put their partner in a position where they need to. You know, I, do I think that would happen with all people? in all those situations, of course not. Mm -hmm. But I would think that maybe, I would like to believe, the optimist in me would like to believe that if you're that long-term to get Mm -hmm. to that point and the trust is there and it's a healthy relationship, that the reason that the uh, safe word isn't used often is not because the submissive partner can't, or the dominant, let's be real, Mm -hmm. but because they don't need to. I mean, do you find it sexy to fuck me senseless when I'm like coughing up a lung, snotty little nose, and my eyes are red rimmed? No. Right. (laughs) Do you do you think that I would consent to that? No. Right. So would you (laughs) place that demand on me? No. No. So then I don't need to say for it out. I don't Mm -hmm. need to, to withdraw my consent. I wonder if that is more the air quote this because nothing's normal but more the norm in mm. those kinds of situations it's not that people don't have the safe word it's that they don't need, need it. it yeah yeah i mean we we haven't really used a safe word in a long time you and i mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now when we are playing you know doing some kind of play i do check in with you and ask you for a color yes Yes. I mean, part of it is we're outside of our normal whatever. There's lots mm-hmm. going on. We're doing new stuff. Like, there's all kinds of, yeah, yeah, I could see that. So, you know, I, I do that. But, yeah, as far as far as the safe word, no, we haven't really. Yeah, go ahead. Let her in. And, um, you know, again, that, that kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier, that, you know, we, we know, I know your limits. And we play within that. Right. And I can trust you to do that. I don't have to be on guard. Mm-hmm. I don't remember really being on guard in the beginning, partly because you were, I mean, you were constantly checking in. So there was no, you know, yeah. I didn't have to question whether you, you knew anything. You would ask me directly. And then we got to a point where you didn't have to check in and I didn't need you to because I trust. That goes back to the whole blanket consent as a relationship style, like a... a an overall guiding light to the relationship, the power mm-hmm. exchange, is absolutely an advanced level kind of thing. Rara points out in live chat that when you don't, you get to a point, you don't have to ask for permission for hugs and kisses from a partner that's blanket consent. True. And that is the thing you get to faster than in your relationship, I just take care of everything as the dom. Mm-hmm. You don't say for it unless it's a medical emergency. Your limits are, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like, I think these are levels to this thing. And I think a lot of people in relationships get to some level of blanket consent because you've got things like 
I don't have to ask you if I can hold your hand. I don't have to ask you if I can do this thing for mm-hmm. you. I don't, ha- you know, you don't have to ask True. if you can touch me. Like we are way past that point. Yeah. Yes, I agree. That is yeah. a form of blanket consent. The part where it makes my mind just, there's like tires screeching in my brain <laughs> is when we're talk- talking about it is the overarching guiding light of the entire power exchange. Well, now mm-hmm. I have questions. <laughs> yeah. Now I have questions. And again, I'm sure there are people who can make it work and probably and, and likely do. But I still think that there's going to be some realism um, that has to factor in. There's going to be a time like the weirdest fucking thing ever happens that you couldn't have prepared for. There's going to be a time when your part, the Dom who sees all, knows all, doesn't see all and know all. You know me very well. You can at this point, kind of tell what I'm thinking from across the room based on my facial expression. That doesn't mean that there aren't moments where you don't see my face or, you Mm -hmm. know, I don't communicate in my typical ways that something has gone wrong and I have to be explicit about it, right? To put the total burden on you to always just know, I I don't think I'll ever think is fair. I'm way too anxious for, our entire relationship to be blanket consent because my brain goes immediately to the what ifs. Of course. What what if this happens and he doesn't see it? What mm-hmm. if that happens? What if something goes wrong with him but he doesn't get a chance to tell me? What if like I mm-mm, mm-mm. I trust you completely, but I am way too anxious and way too realistic to go. But that doesn't mean that weird shit won't happen. And what am I gonna do if mm. it does? You know what I mean? So maybe for some, not all, some people who are drawn to blanket consent, there might be the need for a bit of suspend. They got to suspend disbelief a little bit and go, yes, blanket consent. I very rarely use my safe word. I don't really have that many limits. We're at that point. I don't have to, we don't have to talk about this all the time, but also I'm very aware that there could be the extenuating circumstance. And then yes, this withdrawing consent is there. The safe words <laughs> there. I'm gonna put a new place, a new limit if I need to. It's just, maybe it's just that. It's the understanding that most times in most situations, yes, blanket mm-hmm. consent, but weird shit happens. And in long-term relationships, mature relationships where you kind of, you, you've been through it together and survived to get out to the other end and still like one another. <laughs> I think that's, I mean, I, I get a sense from, a, you know, from people I know from us, I think that's kind of just how you get to. It's like, yeah, we're good. We don't mm-hmm. have to talk about this all the time. We'll talk about it when we need to, you know? But yeah, you got you got blanket consent. But I'll I'll throw a flag up if something weird fucking happens. I, you know, <laughs> yeah. I don't. I and I don't. I feel like we're. St- I'm still too new to be able to say this. I'm. But the thought is there. Is it that? I don't. I. Th- I would never say that long term relationships lose intensity completely. I would never make that kind of statement. The intensity, the passion, the intensity for one another, the intensity for how you feel about what you're doing, the role. Like, I think that that can, that can remain. I do think that over time people tend to relax because it becomes like just your normal thing. Mm -hmm. But I wonder if it is not just my experience and other people have this too, where the intensity of let me look deep into your eyes and make sure everything is okay. And we're going to go through our five point plan to make sure we have total consent. Like I, I think that af- 
after a while, I think people calm down is what I'm trying yeah. to say. Yeah. I think what that means is unique to all of us. I think the amount of time it takes you to get away from some of the intensity of early beginnings of a relationship or early days in kink takes a different amount of time for everybody. I think it is, it's relationship to relationship. Like I, I think all of that, I think all of the nuanced things, but I think there might be some truth for some of us, myself included, that the, the focus and the, okay, are we communicating fully? Are we fully understood? Have we got mm -hmm. full consent? We remember our safe word. Like that just, like it's there, but it's the background yeah. now. It's the, it's the muscle memory of the relationship. I don't have to be that intense. I don't, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> like it is that serious and it is not that serious because it's just a part, it's like breathing at this point. It's just a part of what yeah. we do. Um, and it's understood. And I think that's where parts of blanket consent maybe come in as well. Are you doing okay over there? <laughs> I think you got yourself too warm and cozy. Yeah. Now I'm getting comfortable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, podcast listeners, you can't see it. He tried real hard to be subtle, but that was a big old yawn. <laughs> <laughs> and then I made you cough. Yeah. Okay. All so right. I would say blanket consent is probably more common in long-term relationships mm -hmm. than people realize. Yeah. But I don't think... I think that people who go full in their entire dynamic is all blanket consent. I think they're the exceptions, not the rule, is what mm -hmm. I'm, I'm imagining. So uh, let's go to the one that we have kind of talked about. We just used a different term. Mm -hmm. And I actually want to expand on it because Evie came in with the actual good nuance of it's not just this. And that was the thing that we did not talk about when we talked about sexual availability last time. And yeah. that is free use, the kink definition. Side note slash caveat. Apparently there is a vanilla definition, thank you Evie for teaching me this, me. that has to do with this sort of fantasy that you might see in erotica, you might see in porn, you might see in like media of some sort, okay. and even online communities that build this fantasy, a vanilla use of free use where sex is universal and it is as common as shaking somebody's hand. And and she, apparently she went down like some rabbit holes of learning what this is. I did not want to drag that into this. Mm -hmm. That is not our wheelhouse. Another good reason to go watch Evie's video <laughs> because I was like, this is sort of fascinating and also no, no, that kind of free use concept uh, I'm not down for, not part of my fantasy. So we're <laughs> gonna talk about the kink version okay. of free use. Now, when I went to double check myself, with, okay, how are people using free use? What does it mean? Overwhelmingly, the definition was similar to the way we say sexual availability. Mm -hmm. It is being sexually available to a partner. They can use you sexually whenever the fuck Any they feel like time point yeah right and we technically have that and also mm -hmm. i married a mature fucking adult <laughs> who goes you know what she's leaking from both ends that's n i don't find that particularly sexy <laughs> and she's not going to enjoy that so therefore <laughs> mm -hmm. but he's also the guy that's like well i woke up with a woody and yeah she's over there snoring but we're gonna get this going and then proceeds to pour accidentally the cold lube all over me i was definitely <laughs> awake after that i was not 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 cranky <laughs> let's just put it out <laughs> But he, he got what he needed and that Woody did not go to waste. Um, <laughs> I think that is the a very common understanding of free use. Mm -hmm. 
but thank you Evie for like breaking it down, adding nuance, talking about it from a kink perspective that then, you know, we can talk about from a power exchange specific perspective. Um, and that is, okay. It's, and what Evie said is she feels like it's separate from blanket consent. Mm-hmm. And the di- difference is subtle, but they're two separate things. And I think we, you can decide individually if you think that or not. Consent is assumed after initial negotiations, meaning there are the negotiations. Yeah. Here are my limits. Here are the things I won't do here. Blah, blah, blah. After that, anything the Dom wants to do, whether it's been previously discussed or not, it is assumed they have consent for them. And the most, <laughs> oh, he made a little face there. <laughs> and yes, I think the most common understanding of that is sexually. But in kink, of course, it doesn't have to be sexually. It can be for all kinds of things. Yeah. Um, I, I think, I guess that, that sigh comes in because I don't like the word assumed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, I, I agree. Let, let me keep going through this more better understanding. Thank you, Evie. <laughs> Free use is sort of the, and we've heard this, we usually hear this from the posers, the abusers, the predators, Mm -hmm. but this is like apparently a relationship style. A submissive is meant to do whatever the dom wants because the submissive belongs to the dom. Now I know plenty of subs and doms who find the whole belonging thing, whether you do the owner slave thing Mm -hmm. or not, they find that very appealing. They find it sexy. They find it like, that's what they want. They want to belong to somebody. I want to belong to you. We don't really Mm -hmm. use that relationship, that relationship, that That language in our relationship, but you're mine and I'm yours. Mm -hmm. But that can be true in any dynamic. (laughs) But in this dynamic, it is because you belong to me, I can literally do whatever I want. Now, I would hope that is with the maybe unspoken understanding of within the the boundaries we previously negotiated and discussed. But my question is, because I have, I didn't really, I don't think I've really seen it explained is, but how do you adjust? I gave you my boundaries limits on day one when I was fresh faced Mm. little submissive who thought she knew shit and didn't know nothing. (laughs) But now we're two years in and shit has changed for me. (laughs) I mean, the things I used to be kind of interested in, not interested in the things I thought were off limits might be on like the thing I don't, I didn't really hear it. I didn't hear it discussed in blanket consent. I didn't hear it discussed in free uses. How the fuck do you renegotiate if every moment mm. of every day, the Dom just gets, assumes they have consent or gets to, they have the consent, so they just do what they want. Mm-hmm. Now, that I think that goes into the um, realm of um, something you mentioned earlier, that there are some people who have a safe word mm-hmm. when certain things get too intense in their ds they have a safe word the ds ends they step out of the out of that mm-hmm. and and they talk and they negotiate and maybe- you know and and go from there um there is was someone i knew years ago that had a once their partner signed on to be their sub they they were there to do whatever they I'm, were told to do. I'm too anxious for that. I'm too anxious and, for that. <laughs> and they're, they're, they're safe. Um, they're 
safety net, so to speak, was they, prior to this and as part of their negotiation, they agreed to a particular person who would be a third-party negotiator. Right, they have a mediator when something goes down. Right. I guess I think the part that, and again, maybe it's, it's it's free use is better for longer-term relationships where the trust is solid, right? And you Mm. know one another really well. That is the part that I just, I struggle with the, how do we renegotiate? Because when I hear, and again, hearing somebody talk about it from a fantasy point of view is so much different than the, the lived reality, right? And the lived reality tells me, my lived reality means I know shit will change. Your mm-hmm. body will change. Your mental health sure. will change. Your outlook on things will change. Your desire. Your physical health changes. Everything changes yeah. at some point. And what I don't feel like I've I've heard discussed, that I heard discussed even in that pairing that we were at the workshop and learned mm-hmm. about and in other places is, okay, but are you prepared for shit to change? And... Is it going to be some sort of unpleasant shock when I have to go to my mediator and go, yeah. things have changed for me. I need to renegotiate. Like, I, I'm i imagining that the happy, healthy, responsible kinksters who partake in any of this absolutely have those fail safes in place. Mm-hmm. Because just a, a you know, an, a five word definition of something never encompasses all of the nuances. And I think True. the the kinksters who are trying to be risk aware and to think of safety are going to have that in place. But I think too often because that part never seems to get fucking discussed, the reality of that, because it's not sexy and we can't airbrush it in black and white and put it on Mm -hmm. Tumblr, that part doesn't get discussed. So people come into it and they go, oh, well, I'm the dumb. I get to do what I want because we do practice free use. And like, but where's the conversation that shit will change? Because the people we are, when we start the relationship, maybe we don't have kids yet. Maybe we don't have a stressful job right now. Maybe we're not living together and hearing each other shit Mm. in the bathroom. Like it's a different (laughs) life once you get to that point. Right? Like, once you know what your partner sounds like in their grossest moments, their most human, but their grossest moments. And I'm not saying JB is the only one here that has his grossest moments. So do I. I just feel like like blinders need to come off at that point. And we have to go, oh, yeah. we are full, messy human beings. And that means that this thing that we've started with that's working for us for now or worked for us then it's gonna change because it ain't the fantasy anymore (laughs) once you can hear the snotty sounds your partner makes i say that as a partner who makes snotty sounds i'm this is not me poking at jb this is just let's be fucking Mm. real here right so free use sounds in a healthy dynamic sounds great but where's where's your your safety yeah cord to like ring the bell right Mm -hmm. like hey you can do what you want, but I need us to reconstruct what it is you can do that you want, right? right. Here's some things I've discovered about myself. Here's some things we've gone through. Here's some things that happen when we're in that situation, and I don't think that's healthy for me. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think that's the reason I want to talk about this is not to go, here's what free use means. It's like, yeah, but let's get fucking real with it. <laughs> I don't know what free use means outside of sexual availability. And I think that, again, that is the most common usage of that term. And what I know is that it's on paper for use. I am always sexually available to him, but let me put an asterisk. We're going to do a footnote at the bottom. (laughs) Footnote 
if I have a migraine and I communicate that he is not fucking me, if I am deathly ill, he's not fucking me. If my, and now again, I have to communicate these things. If my stomach hurts Mm -hmm. and I am bloated and gassy, nobody wants to fuck me. Okay. (laughs) Like, like the sexual availability all the time, whenever your dom wants it, except here's the fucking reality. Or outside of sexual availability, whatever the dom wants. Well, that's fine if the dom is trustworthy, if the dom is sensible and is like, okay, I'm going to be a real ass, whole ass person and go, okay, the fantasy is I want my partner crawling through the living room to me on their knees with just their collar on naked, 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 naked. And they will do it because I said so. And they want to please me. Reality is... We have children at home from this time to that time, and they will not go to bed until this time. And hey, if they're of a certain age, they will most certainly wake up and come running through the house. And so I want that thing mm-hmm. as the, the dom, but I can't fucking have that thing right now. When I can have that thing, I will have that thing. And maybe I'll talk to my partner about it and tease them and like, you know, get them gassed up about it. Woo, woo, woo. And then the moment we are like fucking kid free for 30 seconds, I can have the thing I want. <laughs> that is fucking realistic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's take it up. Not everybody's a parent. Not everybody wants to be a parent. More power to you. I think that's great. Know who you are and like fucking honor it. Okay. We don't have kids. We can do that. Oh shit. My partner slipped on an icy staircase coming in the house earlier. They can't crawl for shit. Yeah, I want it. Yeah, I mm. want it. It turns me the fuck on. I've been thinking about it all day. However, what's in the best interest of my sub is they sit their ass down and elevate that fucking leg. Right. Right? You know what I mean? Like, that's the reality when we're talking about healthy partners that doesn't get fucking discussed. And I know I'm boring by making you think of the non-sexy parts of it. I get it. But if all we talk about is the fantasy, then when somebody's like, oh, hi, I have to, I can't do that. Yeah, for yeah. use, you can tell me what to do and I'll do it, but I physically can't do it. Then they think they're a fucking failure. They've done free use wrong. Or somebody on the internet's going to tell them that's not real free use, yeah. that you allowed reality to enter the fantasy. You know, I mean, fuck. Yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm hot now. <laughs> I'm just wearing a sports bra under this, so I'm not going to take it off, but I do want to. <laughs> I think I raised my own blood pressure. I think you did. I think you did. And, you know, I, I think it comes down to whichever one you're, you're, you're looking at, whether it's, it's the uh, blanket or, or free use. Um, you know, again, they are not, they are terms. They are not something written in stone. Yes, and I want okay. everybody to remember that. And, and you know, you can do with it what you, what you will. Yes. All right? Yes. Um, you know, you can have one thing under the blanket, you know, under free use, and and just do that and that that's all that it is to you or you can go all in Mm -hmm. as long as you understand that reality will invade at some point you can go all in and it can work until Mm -hmm. it doesn't and then you have to be willing to adjust you have to understand that needing to adjust is not a failing on anybody's part right it doesn't mean that you're 
blanket consent, free use, whatever dynamic you've got going is invalid or not real, or the internet said this is what it's supposed to be, but <laughs> I can't make that happen. Well, the internet is frequently wrong. So, <laughs> and I recognize that we are on the internet. And so you can think that we are frequently wrong. It's fine. I, I understand what I'm saying, <laughs> you know, but I think it's the, yeah. the part that gets me is when we start talking about these terms and not that Evie did, Evie was trying to show all these nuances, but my brain was mm. immediately going to how it would be put into practice by Many well-meaning but not experienced people yet, and the 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 I lost my the train the train went off the tracks. You know, people think of it as these terms where it's set in stone what it means, mm -hmm. and so then that's how people talk about it on the internet. Well, it's this thing, and if you're not doing this thing, you're not really doing it right. <sighs> that will always always piss me off because we just know that's not true, and so when somebody is talking about free use, blanket consent, pick one, pick one, pick one, as a thing that they're interested in exploring or they're trying to educate others who are interested in exploring. Mm -hmm. I think it's important to do that with nuance. That's what I was saying. Not that Evie didn't, Evie definitely did. But to go, okay, this is the ideal in your ideal world where nothing ever goes wrong. What would this look like? Okay, that's where we start. Now let's have real life grown up conversations about what we yeah. do when shit doesn't go according to plan, mm -hmm. right? Because now this is yeah. me and I, I handle things my way, you'll handle things your way. But if you were to come to me and go, I want a free use DS relationship. That's what I want to change our dynamic to that free mm -hmm. use. You belong to me, you do what I say. When consent in any situation is assumed, I can do what I want with you. You belong yeah. to me, right? And we flirt with that language you you know say don't break your toys and you mean me you don't mean your vlogger right, right? <laughs> we flirt with that language i need to before i can agree to it i need to be able to go okay can you do you know my limits mm -hmm. what do we do when you ask me to do something that puts m my health in danger that triggers yeah. a, a psychological moment, right? Mm -hmm. Like what, what is the plan for that? How do I communicate yeah. to you where I'm at? So you make choices and demands that keep me healthy and whole, right? And, you know, I think I would imagine long-term kinksters who have had a, either plenty of relationships or just plenty of experience will be more likely to ask those kinds of questions or lead the conversation in that place of, okay, we, we can, I can go here, but yeah. what do we do when things go wrong? <laughs> it is the folks who maybe saw one TikTok <laughs> about free use and went, yeah, sure, that sounds hot. That, you know, am I, am I trying, trying to warn? Yeah. Also, I'm trying to validate anybody who's ever been like, I would like free use, but also, you know, I, I've got too many concerns. I, I don't trust my partner enough yet. I don't trust anybody enough yet. Like it sounds hot to me or we tried it and it didn't work. Well, did it not work because it wasn't right for you or did it not work because it didn't match the fantasy because there is a reality that we all have to contend with yeah. every moment of every fucking day. Like, <laughs> you know, and hopefully more often than not, reality just like ticks along and you can do your hot, erotic, kinky, whatever, whatever thing and live that life and it won't intrude. But anybody who has lived topside for, you know, 
enough years for your brain to have fully yeah. developed knows that something's gonna go wrong i mean then, and, and at that, some point eventually and that is a fact and and that may be something that is already in the negotiations what happens you know in life and that would be the thing i'm i guess i'm trying to angrily <laughs> impart in a in a nonsensical rant it's not that these things are invalid. Blanket consent mm -hmm. is not invalid. Free use is not invalid. It is not, quote, a wrong way to do a power exchange or kink in general. I would never say that. I just think that to have the best chance of success, you've got to have the grown up conversations about, but what about when something goes wrong? And yeah. for subs out there, who are who are trying having conversations with d-types if they can't admit anything will go wrong i want you to fucking run yeah and run until they can't admit shit goes wrong run for the hills Whew, because that's the whole point of doing any risk mitigation in kink is acknowledging right. that something will go wrong at some something point can it doesn't and, matter yeah. how well trained you are doesn't matter how much experience you have mm -hmm. it's just it's just the nature of life something will yeah. go wrong sometimes it'll be human error sometimes it'll just be the fates were not your friend that day. I like, I don't know what it'll be, but it'll yeah. be something. And it's not always malicious. And I think True. that's part of the thing too. Insecure doms, okay? They're not necessarily bad. They're not unhealthy necessarily, they can be. Insecure doms, in my experience, cannot handle being questioned about what you gonna do when it goes wrong. I mm. Cringe and get a little nauseous every time I see some domly dom somewhere on the internet, not usually talking to me. I'm lurking and observing conversations, yeah. as how I learn everything I know. Uh, <laughs> we'll say things like, Well, I'm not going to make a mistake. You are a dumbass because the secure dom is going to go, Yeah, something could, something could go wrong. I'm going to do my best not I'm, to let I'm, it happen. I'm going to do my best to prevent anything from happening, but. And I'm sure the type of dom who would say they can never do no wrong is not just an insecure dom, but there is insecurity there. If you have mm -hmm. to like yell that loudly that you don't make mistakes, like that's just projection, yeah, baby, yeah. you know? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. I didn't know this would be that ranty. Mm. Oh, let me add one thing to the free use conversation for anybody who's maybe exploring it. I just want to make sure we said it. Mm -hmm. Evie says it too, and I want us to say it, okay? Uh, when If you start talking about free use with a partner in your negotiations, be very clear what you mean by that in terms of, are you, is it just you and your dom? I'm saying this to a sub. Is it just you, the two of mm -hmm. you, and the mm -hmm. dom has free use between the two of you? Or, and I, I've read about it in erotica, I didn't think about it in real life, or is it the Dom can loan you out and put you in situations with friends, with not friends, just people that they arrange things with, right? Can they share you? Um, because that's an, another definitely advanced level <laughs> uh, free you situation there. Mm -hmm. Ooh, that That's not beginner. That's not intermediate, y'all. <laughs> that is the PhD level oh, kink okay. experience to be shared by a partner mm -hmm. And to have full faith that they will listen to you if something goes wrong, they are paying mm -hmm. enough attention to try to manage will things go wrong. And did they pick safe people for you to be around? You could, I mean, I find it really hot actually, you could share me. But before we get to that point, 
this is why we don't do full free use because it'll never work. I got too many fucking questions. <laughs> okay. You, there are some things JB can just tell me to do and I just do. Right. Um, and when it comes to, to actual like sex and sexual pleasure, free use all the way, baby, it's fine because he's going to pay attention and listen to my signals and listen to me if I tell him something's wrong. Mm-hmm. But if you just like come up to me and go, I'm going to need you to do this thing that is so far outside of your comfort zone. I know that you're peeing a little bit right now, just thinking about it, that you're that <laughs> nervous. Uh, you know, I, I I can't do free use in that because I got too many fucking questions. And I'm gonna go, well, did you vet them? Did you check this? Did you? I'm gonna make you question yourself and are you a sane human being who knows how to function in society? Because I'm gonna be triple fucking checking. That's why I know I, I'm not about that life. Could we do a thing where you share me? And the fantasy is it's free use, but actually we sat down for four business days and hammered out and all the details. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> and I think that's another thing to remember is you can play with the fantasy of a thing, but like, and in the moment, the fantasy is it's free use completely. Right. But in the background where things are real, mm-hmm. you're like, but actually, no, we have a, a checklist here. Okay. Right. And background checks for these people. <laughs> and also I've placed cameras everywhere and I can watch this from like, Ain't nothing fucked up happening here. And still something <laughs> fucked up will happen because that's the nature of life. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. That, okay. was, that was the thing when I was looking at this definition of free use of, you know, the sub belongs to the dom. They can do mm. whatever they want, blah, 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 with their sub, yada, yada. I was like, I mean, part of me is like, I, I'm, I think I'd be okay with some level of that beyond the way we mm. use free use. But then I'm like, but I just, I got too much to say about shit. Like, I got too many questions. I got too many opinions. As I stated earlier, I got a lot of fucking limits. (laughs) Anyway, I didn't, I did not know I would find this, this one to be really ranty. I should have known when I started off with that whole irrevocable consent thing. Mm -hmm. (sighs) When it just, the idea of it, something about it just... Mm. All of this, I can admit that there are people out there who do it at the highest level possible with the least amount of safety protocols, whatever. And they probably do it fine, but I still think they're the exception of the rule. Here's the thing. Yeah, it may be the exception rule, but but do you think, and to me, it sounds a little too cut and dry Mm. to where, you know, you say, okay, you know, once consent is withdrawn, the relationship is over. But um, could that be, in a sense, what keeps both in check, knowing that at any time, if consent is broken, this ends, it's done, it's over. I can only imagine that being a healthy thing if there are release valves built in of, I'm not withdrawing consent, but we need to shift. Here's information you need Mm -hmm. to know to make wiser decisions. I need you to know that I have broken my leg. So crawling ain't happening, right? (laughs) Like, I think you need to know that the Dom is not a petulant toddler who cannot fathom not getting their way, right? They are responsible, Mm -hmm. experienced Dom. Right. Who, in my opinion, I'm not saying love, I'm not saying romantic, anything, but probably cares more about their submissive than they care about themselves. Because the way you prevent somebody from 
not always because like let me say i've said 10 million times shit <laughs> happens that you can't plan for the cramp the trigger the this the that like that's not a sign that anybody's done anything wrong when something like that happens mm-hmm. but in order to in my opinion to agree to the only way this ends is you withdraw consent and everything's over mm-hmm. is if there are things in place to you've got really responsible experienced kinksters but especially that dom i think that dom needs to care more about their submissive partner than they care about their own wants and needs many healthy at all levels of dominance not even to that Mm -hmm. extent there are plenty of doms like that that's not an unusual characteristic but i think it it's like it's got to be part of the vetting process of are we really fucking doing this because if you as a submissive have any sliver of doubt that this partner might care more about their pleasure than they care about your health and safety mm-hmm. D- don't don't because yeah. you will either be in a situation where you're ch- torn between your own and people are in non-king situations your own safety and the relationship and it's too it's too easy for some people to go i am being mistreated and i am miserable but i don't want to leave this situation and i don't mean mm-hmm. specifically abusive unsafe situations yeah. i think that's a whole other animal but i could see somebody going this isn't this isn't really what i want anymore this isn't working for me i don't mm-hmm. really want to do this anymore but yeah. i don't want to not be with this person and they're literally faced with if i withdraw my consent this is over you know straight to jail do not pass go do not collect 200 dollars. Yeah. and i i guess part of it for and it's a personal thing I don't deal in absolutes like that. My brain is nothing but nuance, okay? (laughs) I don't even know how to answer a yes or no question that my child asks if I can think of any extenuating circumstance where the answer might be maybe or I don't know. Like I, there's too much fucking nuance. There's too much, well, it depends. Well, but in this situation, like, (laughs) and I think that's what I don't like about something like irrevocable consent. And that Mm -hmm. parts of, parts of, top level blanket consent and top level when i say top level i mean you were going all fucking in on blanket consent and free use and not just bits and pieces right i don't like anything that doesn't leave room for nuance so the way we talk about these things at the when i say extreme i don't mean extreme in a negative way but like at the end of the spectrum where there's no asking there's total you know dom has total control and doesn't even have to talk to their partner before they make a decision right at that level I don't like I don't like the absolutes in the way we talk about that level, because I'm like yeah 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 but but where's the emergency break? Where's the break glass in emergency? Where's my my fire extinguisher? Mm-hmm. What where where is the the wiggle room? And it is there. I have no doubt it exists in the healthiest of relationships that practice these kinds of dynamics. But we don't talk about it, and sure. so then the person who's starting to explore it that's not what they're thinking about or they are thinking about it and they're like oh well i clearly can't do free use because here's my list of things i would need and that's not necessarily true mm-hmm. that's all i'm saying and there i went on another five minute rant you did you're welcome yeah it's your, that one's your fault that one's your fault so uh did we did we get anything out of this episode about blanket consent and free use other than that uh kayla is sometimes snotty and gassy i don't know i don't know and also i worry too a lot too much i don't know probably too much but maybe not uh and let me say at the end here like i said in the beginning you Mm -hmm. can define these terms any way that suits you if you are 
following these practices and you're doing these things and you're dynamic, I'm not telling you you shouldn't be doing them. I will mm-hmm. say, hey, what what's your safety valve? Like, what what's yeah. your emergency I thing? Know, like, the, how do yeah. you handle that? It, it's not for everyone, but, but you know, Right, yeah. but I would also never say nobody can ever do that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know your fucking life. Like, do what you think will work for you. Mm-hmm. And just remember, it's a grand experiment. So if it doesn't work for you, you can, like, change decisions right. and paths and do something different. But, like, I don't want to talk about these things in absolutes because that's not real life. True, true. And so I'm just asking y'all to worry at like 10% of my level. And I think the world would be safer. I think I worry way too much. Nobody should worry at my 100%. No, 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 don't do that. <laughs> but if it's just 10% of this level of worry, I think people would be safer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, goodness. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Can I keep going and be ridiculous? Of course you can. Of course I can. But should we stop? Probably. Yes. So we're going to have a bonus section. <laughs> Hopefully I don't rant through that. My throat's starting to hurt. The coffee's gone. I don't know what's going to happen now. Uh-oh. Um, and our chat and live chat disconnected. I don't know what happened there. Uh-oh. Um, so, yeah, we'll go into a bonus section now. Okay. So okay. are we good? I don't know. Keep, Keep it kinky, kinky, y'all. And we'll see you next week. Yes, baby girl. Can we talk to the crickets? Hmm. Hmm. (sighs) Okay, go ahead. It would be easier if I just got your... (laughs) If we just did blanket consent over this and it was just understood. No. Or you give no. me free use no. of the bonus section nope. to do with as I nope. will. <laughs> nope. Not happening, kid. I had to try. Not happening. I had to try. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so bonus section. <clears throat> Is your dog outside? Yes. I hear tippy taps of little little feetsies probably in she's laying in the rocks probably laying laying in in the rocks rocks, sunning herself Mm -hmm, uh mm -hmm. it's probably the warmest area out there quite right um between the rocks and the wall of the house yeah where the the sun is like oh no there she is a wooing oh i was gonna ask you a question and now you're not near a microphone so i can't ask it was not an important question it was a uh time filler conversation filler question but i still want to ask it because I know I do most of the talking around here. And okay. I like to give you opportunities to speak. Ask away. What you got for the bonus section? <laughs> <laughs> I amuse me. You go through all that shit <laughs> to ask me if you can talk to the crickets. And then all you do is turn around and say, well, what have you got? <laughs> Actually, if you paid close attention, I said, can we talk to the crickets? That's true. So, meaner, meaner. <laughs> um... I've just been busy, busy with the shop, trying to restock. I know. I've been helping you. And you have. And and restocking has been going very well because of that. Yes, but I'm impatient. I wanted to go faster. But I, I know I can't because if, if I burn you out in January, man, it's a long year. <laughs> right. Thank you very much. Uh, um, I'm, I'm glad you uh, don't want to break your toys. No, okay. you're not my toy. <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about that. I'm your toy. No. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> then uh, 
Okay. <laughs> then then you you don't want to break your toy keeper. Okay. Maybe a little bit better. Maybe. Mm. So, yeah, you've been working. Mm-hmm. I've been working. We've been getting stuff together. Yeah. Now, I will say the uh, the downside to actually taking the full two weeks off of our break and not planning out the next year during that time is I have been racing to get it all done. <laughs> it's why the Etsy sale did not start until... I think January 8th is when I had it go live. It's when I had the idea for it. And Better I'm, late than never. Right. And I'm getting the Patreon membership drive together, which we'll talk about next week. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like bits and pieces. And it seems like to never be, like I can't seem to just get it all together <laughs> completely. Yeah. Yeah, and mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, we've been busy, which is not a bad thing. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I ain't, I ain't got nothing. Yeah, no, I've been um, been uh, busy, like I say, I'm, and I've also been uh, when I can plopping in front of the TV. Yes, you've been doing a much better job of that than I have. You know, um, been wa- binge watching some new sci- sci-fi-ish movies that have dropped on Netflix and mm-hmm. and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, Without spinning, spinning my records, listening to my records sometimes at night, and just chilling out some music. Although I have determined I need a new stylus. For the yeah, we talked player. about that last. Did we talk about that last week? I last can't remember. week, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep. So, um, trying to hold out to next month so I can get a new stylus. Oddly enough, um, the turntable I have, even though it was made in 1978. It it's is, older than I am. It, it's still popular enough that they still make mm-hmm. replacement stylus for the original cartridge. Mm-hmm. I find that mind-boggling. Now, you cannot get, as far as I can tell, I've not been able, you cannot get a cartridge mm. for it. It would have to be a replacement. And what's the cartridge? cartridge. I don't know enough about this stuff. Um, the cartridge is what the needle goes into okay and then it takes all those stuff that the needle's picking up and translates Um, it into what will become music okay okay see learn learn new things every Mm -hmm, day mm -hmm. so yeah next next month my uh goal is to get a new stylus for it and and get that that going um it's the original stylus <laughs> yeah i think you said that last <laughs> I was, week yeah, yeah, I was, yeah when i was telling you about that yeah so um i i think it's well overdue to be replaced at this point yeah i think uh, <laughs> the money's has been gotten the worth has been gotten out of that i think it's yeah. it's done its job it's, mm-hmm, it's time mm-hmm. to let it rest at least that part that piece yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, i've been fighting with insurance companies and doctor's offices that's been my you life. have been you have been I've mo, you know, I say that I'm working a lot and busy, and I am, but it's like I'm doing half days. Like half day, half the day recently has been doctor's appointments with the kid, school stuff with the kid, whatever the kid needs, which is fine. And then it's like, but I got to fit a, a full time plus job around it because when mm-hmm. you work for yourself, is it's not forty hours a week, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> it's eighty to a hundred easily. Yeah. Like I consider it a good week if we're like 
50, 60 hours. I'm like, okay, this is a good week. <laughs> this was a relaxing week. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's been my life. I have, I am currently in not a book hangover, a book series hangover. Mm. So uh, mm. my memory is awful for the stuff I read. So can I tell you the name of the series? No, I cannot. The author <laughs> is, uh, I think, L.J. Andrews, I think, is their last name. Uh, I read the first three books of the series. It's nine books in total. Read mm. the first three, loved them, then promptly forgot every detail of them. Oh, my God. Because that's how I am when I read. Like, I, if I like a book, I... Liked it for certain things that happened. I mostly liked it for the vibe, but once I'm done with it, it's out of sight, out of mind. So I came back around through Kindle Unlimited and saw that the rest of the series was also part of Kindle Unlimited and I borrowed the rest of the books. And those six books, because I was afraid I would finish, they're set in trilogies. So you three at a time is a complete story, but they all build on one another. And I was afraid that if I read the next three and wandered off, come back to the last three I wouldn't remember anything again because it took me forever I was like halfway through the second book in the second trilogy before I went oh that's right I remember what happened in that first set of three books anyway so I read the six books in a row back to fucking back all the way through mm -hmm. and it was a satisfying end to the whole series there's an offshoot right. of the series that I'm gonna read later I need a break from this this universe but I finished the book and I just like sat there staring into the middle distance <laughs> for a few minutes like, well, that that's done. Uh, what day is it? <laughs> what reality am I in? Um, the Broken Kingdoms. Thank you, Silent Wing. Thank you. It's the Broken Kingdoms. Um, yeah, it's good. The There's not a lot. It's is it romance is it fantasy it's actually a pretty good combo of the two because the overarching theme is these different they're fated partnerships and fated queens and the queens have to find the love of their life so they can become even more powerful because you're powerful two versus one blah, and then the kingdoms that were broken have to not be broken i'll tell you no more than that because that would get into spoilers so it is romance but it's also a fantasy world of mm. the Fae and this and that, and there's lots of that and magic and all kinds of stuff like that. Um, there's not as much sex as I like in my romance novels, but okay. when it was there, it was not not hot. It wasn't okay. as as like I'm an erotic erotica girl like please say cock and cunt and like say the <laughs> words right it was not that so i was like Meh. like there were a lot of teasing her entrance and i'm like well i know about orifices in the body which which one are you talking about <laughs> or finding her center and she exploded and pleasure i'm like tell me you rubbed her clit and she came all over his cock please i think i need i need a palate cleanser at some point i need to like just go read like Filth. Well, you know why, you know why they can't write it like that? Mm. Because the, the the clit is mythical. No one, no man can. Stop it. Hey, it's right, and then it's in the right place for this fantasy world. So, yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm now finishing. 
uh, a series I started in Kindle Unlimited as well. Um, that's mm-hmm. historical romance. It also is not quite explicit enough, but the stories okay. are usually good. I I am this type of person. It's why I wish I read more standalones, mm. and I tend not to. I tend to because series are a lot more popular these days than probably ever before. But if I start a series. I mostly need to keep going until I'm done. But that can be very mm. overwhelming to me. So what will happen is I'll flit around and I'll start series and go, okay, the, if, as long as there's no um, um, cliffhanger, I might start one and go, I'll come back to it. But once I come back to it, I have to read the whole fucking through the whole way through. Mostly because once I finally remember what that first book was about, I can't, I gotta keep going, going. so I don't lose that. Lose track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I've, I have uh, overwhelmed myself with, this historical romance series, which each book is a standalone, but they all like come together. And then another series that I'm going to finish after that. And then I'll allow myself to look for more books. That series, I actually kind of vaguely remember what happened in the first book. And so every day I just, when I think I see that, oh yeah, that series, I remind myself, this is what you remember that happened in the first book. <laughs> and so while my brain has all of the things already going on, the random worries, the, 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 parts of life that have to be done, the what is that smell, why does that look like that kind of <laughs> thoughts. There will also be running in the background periodically that one book, remember it had this in it and so you'll remember what it was about when you get back to the series. I understand I have problems, okay? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah, Silent, you, you're not wrong. What? Kayla does blast through books at an inhuman speed. I... And, and it's almost like every day I get a notification from Goodreads that there's oh, been an update. Oh, you follow me on Goodreads? Yeah. <laughs> I, this, I almost moved away from Goodreads this year to Storygraph, and it's still early enough in the year that I can. Storygraph is an alternative to Goodreads that I have heard multiple times is better than Goodreads. Goodreads is glitchy as fuck, but Mm. Goodreads is connected to Amazon. And so therefore that when Goodreads is working properly Mm. makes it a little bit easier. And all I'm doing is I tried, I tried to review books, but that just made me not want to read. It also reminded me of how little I can remember from a book, even within 10 minutes of having finished it. Oh goodness! And it just felt like pressure. It made it mm. not fun. And I went, I don't, okay. I don't want to do that. Also, mm. I learned, thank you, internet, that I'm a mood reader. Like it's about the vibe. It's, I can't, when I tried to have a thing that was like, I'm going to read all of the physical books on our bookshelves before I read anything else. Within like six books, I was like, I don't want to read any of these. And it wasn't until I gave myself permission to go to the library that I went, oh yeah, mm-hmm. reading is fun. So I can't put restrictions on myself yeah. for reading or I just won't. And so once I lifted all restrictions, other than not buying any books, cause I don't have money for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, I can borrow from the library. I can read them on Kindle Unlimited. I can read free books, like whatever, whatever. Once I did that, you couldn't fucking stop me. It is, and I don't use this term loosely, like like as if I don't understand its meaning in neurodivergency, I do. It is my hyper-focus right now. Okay. But when I was a kid, I read like this too. Like mm-hmm. I would just, I didn't keep track. I know, but I know I read hundreds of books a year because it's all I did. It was the thing. But it was yeah. also at a time when people go, well, what do you do for hobbies? And I always felt really weird because I was like, well, I read because that's what I that's what I do. Yeah. Uh, and at the time, people didn't really consider that a hobby. 
Mm-hmm. Thank you, Internet, for making it a hobby. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the, with Goodreads, I, I was um, very active on Goodreads for a while myself um, because I was involved with a group that did uh, write reviews. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I liked about Goodreads, because that, that also went back to the time when um, before this insanity that we're doing right here, um, <laughs> used to blog. Yep. And there was a widget that allowed you to connect to Goodreads and it showed, you know, what you're currently reading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. So I, I used to do that, you know, in conjunction with the with the reviews I used to write. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I tried writing reviews. I just, if it was too much pressure and I didn't like it. So <laughs> then I stopped. So there you go. Hmm. Uh, I worry that the bonus section is going to be longer than the episode. <laughs> I don't think that's actually going to happen, but I'm no. like, oh, wow, here we go. Yep. Um, and we got stuff we got to do, so I guess we, we should go. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks for being with us, yeah. especially to the bitter end. Absolutely. Thanks for your time and attention. Mm-hmm. Thanks for loving me despite or because of my ranting. <laughs> Whichever it is, I don't care. Um, and we will see you all next week. We will. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye.